This is the Life and Times of Video Game Soundbite. I'm Richard Moss. Back in December 1993 and March of 94, the United States Senate held congressional hearings on video games, and in particular on the titles Night Trap and Mortal Kombat, of their perceived impacts on children. Instead of enriching a child's mind, these games teach a child to enjoy inflicting torture. You see, the worry was that games had gotten too graphically violent for children, and specifically, I mean boys, because the going stereotype was that only boys played video games, and that girls and adults just weren't interested. Now, I won't go into the details here, though if you're interested, you can hear more about it in episode 10, which tells the story of how these hearings pushed Night Trap designer Rob Fulop to make a virtual pet game called Dogs a game that couldn't possibly be misconstrued as violent or offensive. I do mention all this, though, to provide context for the interview excerpt you're about to hear. As publisher of Night Trap, and as the home of the more faithful arcade conversion of Mortal Kombat's gory fighting and blood, Sega found itself directly in the firing line. And it fell to Sega CEO Tom Kalinske to defend both his company and the whole video game industry. One of the biggest hurdles he faced was getting them to comprehend that games are not, and never were, just a boy's thing. Here's Tom explaining from an interview I conducted earlier this year. Well, it it, it really was challenging. It also very hard to get people to believe that uh, that girls would be interested in, in video games. I mean, even I remember when I was in the days when we were dealing with the Senate on, uh, their desire to uh, censor the game industry and to restrict the video game industry. I remember talking to the senators and and saying a couple things to them. First, that they had this misimpression that video games were just for uh, kids. And they didn't understand that adults were playing video games as well. And when when I tried to explain to senators that the average age at the time when I was involved, the average age of the game player was about 21. Today, I hear it's 31. When I would say that, they wouldn't believe me. And when I would say, we have millions and millions of players who are, obviously, we have millions and millions of players who are college and post-college, but we also have millions of players who are females. They wouldn't believe me. It was a very difficult message to get anyone to buy into because they of this older perception of what the video game industry was. I think it's still quite the same today. I don't think people understand how big and how broad the video game industry is. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you're aware. I mean, the video game industry today is larger than the movie industry. It's shocking to many people. It's a $110 billion industry, and the movie industry is only about a $55 billion industry. So, you know, people don't have the appreciation of how large and how uh, pervasive this business is, how many people are really playing it, whether it's both female and male and of all ages. If you enjoyed this soundbite and want to hear more like it, please consider making either a one-time or monthly donation to help me carve out more time to work on the show. You can send a one-time donation by paypal.me slash mossrc or commit to a monthly payment through Patreon via lifeandtimes.games slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, lifeandtimes.games slash Patreon. Where 
As thanks, you'll get access to episode transcripts and various bonus material. Exactly what depends on how much you donate. I'll be back soon with another full episode of the show. Until then, my name is Richard Moss, and this is the life and times of video games. Thanks for listening. I'll see ya.